Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast. I'm Sally. I'm Linda. I'm Ing. And we're moving along. Welcome everyone to our ninth episode. We're one away from the big double digits. And as usual, before we get started, we're going to uh, talk about our weeks, and then especially this weekend was a little special, so we'll uh, dive in on that too. So Linda, how was your week overall? Oh, the highlight of my week was working out with Sally. Um, we did a class at Upley again. Um, I think last episode we said we were going to try something new, so we actually delivered. Um, so what did you try? Try hits. High intensity interval training. training. <laughs> how was it? It was okay. It was yeah. it was fun. It was like a yeah. mix between cardio and like weight training. Um, so the cardio part kind of did like jumping exercises. It was just jumping. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they did like jumping, like kind of like jumping rope, <laughs> but imaginary rope, and then like oh, yeah. <laughs> jumping jack. And then for the weight training part, you did some light weights. So mm-hmm. you would do some lunges and um, squat, mm-hmm. kind of like full body workout for that part. So now that you've done bar, hit, body pump, which do you prefer, do you think? I like body pump. I like body pump. Yeah. Body pump? I'm a body pump oh <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll have to go. I have to get back into that too, so. Yeah, we can continue trying yeah. something else, yeah. Maybe you could find something that we like better. Supio next week? Stand up paddleboard yoga. Oh my god. I don't know what the O stands for. Honestly, it sounds like a hot mess for someone to try. I feel like I would definitely fall off, but... I can swim. wear a swimsuit when you oh, do it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have that one piece from the hot. <laughs> I do have that one piece from the hot. Oh, that's young one. I know. Okay. But what else did you guys do this week? Because I know that you have a conference coming up, so what are you doing? Anything? Yeah. I mean, so that's this weekend. Um, I'm going to ICASU, which is the East Coast Asian American Student Union uh, conference. And I'm... Oh, yeah. Ikasu. So I'm presenting a workshop on fandom and Asian American community building, which I still need to get working on. Um, but I'm also doing like a special tarot segment, partially because I made a mistake in doing the blurb, but I promised them that I would do it. How? Um, I was thinking about doing something else. I was like doing too much as usual and they told me to cut it out, but I forgot to cut it out. So, but I have the tarot cards from the Asian American Literary Review where they take different like Asian American tropes such as the refugee and then make them into tarot cards so that should be pretty fun and I, if I can figure out how to do a tarot reading I can go and give the kids a taste of yeah <laughs> but yeah that should be fun okay I'll give you a taste yeah you later have to practice on us after this mm-hmm. yeah this is a really cool deck I'm looking forward to like, seeing it in in action oh my god yeah. <laughs> googling what it means <laughs> what about you Sally oh. besides uh hits Oh, there was a scandal in my pottery class. Oh my god. <laughs> Someone stole my clay. Oh. I had like a 25 block of clay, and I only used two pounds like the last week. And it disappeared when I tried to get it this week. And my instructor, luckily, he's such a nice guy. He gave me his clay, Aww. like his personal clay. So I mm. used that for class. But then after class, um, like later in the night, he like emailed me. He was like, oh, I found your clay. So I guess it turned up somewhere, but. I literally searched all the all the racks and everything. I like, searched the entire room and there was no clay. Do you keep the clay like la- labeled like with your name? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, mm-hmm. put my whole name on it. I feel like someone we, took it. Yeah, we keep it in the hallway, like a shelf in the hallway. So um, maybe like it's pretty easy. Access. This reminds me mm-hmm. of like in high school when we had to build our like little water robots. 
Oh and, like, gosh. people were always stealing other people's parts, so like, really? before class, yeah. yeah, because we had to finish it um, before the class ended, and so I remember, like, people would, like, write their name on every single part of it, or else it would <laughs> oh, be taken, I remember that. because we would just, like, leave it on a shelf in between classes. Yeah. yeah. We had another yeah. scandal, though. I think someone stole a stool top from our, <laughs> from our class, like, the top of the stool, and then that was a scandal, yeah, from engineering. <laughs> Actually, I can imagine several people in our uh, science and tech class yeah. would do that. Yeah, people were strange back then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But what about you, Ming? Um, actually, last week, well, last Sunday, immediately after uh, ECC, I got sick. So I've been sick, like, this entire week. I didn't go into work, like, the first half of the week. And then I finally got a little better. Uh, and then on Friday, like, on Valentine's Day, I woke up and I had this massive nosebleed that it was, like, it was so scary. I've never had it that bad. Um, so I went into work like two hours late. Oh my gosh. So my boss, I don't know if she's that happy with me right now, but, uh, I don't know if you can tell from her voice, but I'm getting a little better. So that's mm. basically, I've just been in bed most of the week watching Netflix, to be honest. What are you going to watch? Yeah. I just finished Sex Education. Um, it's really, I don't know if it's good. It's funny. It's a funny show that William watches too. So I was watching it and maybe we can catch up and talk about it with him, but Yeah. But Valentine's Day was on Friday, so how was your uh, dates, if you went on them? Or what did you do for Valentine's Day? Wanda? Um, so we went to Sushi Aoi for happy hour. It's this place in D.C. Um, it's pretty cute. They have really good takoyaki. You We've love been- your takoyaki. <laughs> <laughs> we went there before, so it was like a familiar place to just mm-hmm. go back. It's like low pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my partner wanted to do a thing, so we had these matching notebooks with like oh. the cacao talk thingies, and then... And then they were talking about, oh, should we should write each other a letter and then oh, exchange notebooks. Wait, it's like that's so sentimental. What? Of, but I forgot, and I just wrote it of on the... Of course you did. <laughs> of course you did. And I was too embarrassed to give them, like, the real letter, so I gave them, like, a decoy. <laughs> what? Linda. But, yeah, they wrote me a nice letter on the book, so I'm going to have to retroactively go back. You're, like, yeah. the definition <laughs> of making it harder than it has to yeah. be. But, yeah, but, okay, because I was like, I forgot. But then when he said, oh, that was the meaning, I was like... Wow, I'm touched. That's so cute. Yeah. Do you guys do? Is that was your gift to each other in a way, or did Kinda. you do gifts? Yeah, we didn't do gifts. We just went out to mm-hmm. eat. Yeah, I'm. I don't really sure what people will do for like gifts on Valentine's Day other than like the chocolate or like mm-hmm. flowers yeah. and stuff like that. And like, mm-hmm. I was uh-huh. on the metro on Friday. I saw this guy with this huge teddy bear. It was like the size <laughs> Everyone of me. Everyone was walking yeah. around. Teddy yeah, it was huge. But anyways, what did you do, Sally? Um. Yeah. Same. We went out for dinner. Well, actually, my my boyfriend. Yeah, just <laughs> my boyfriend. Um, he got fried chicken for us, like on his way back from work, and then we just ate it together, um, in the dorm. So it was nice and cozy. <laughs> no, cozy. like yeah, not Don't twin have to bed. Confide the wind. Um, and then so for gifts, I made him like I guess the basic like uh made him cookies and Aww. got him chocolate from. So Lilo had this really great deal. Lilo, yeah. <laughs> I guess I saw this like box of chocolate truffles mm-hmm. from Lilo as I was getting ingredients for the cookies. So I had to get it. It was only three dollars. Who love a good bargain? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't resist. And then, um, so my partner gave me a really good gift. He got me like a jar. Amazing. Well, I think it was a part of an event, like a R <laughs> event, <floor> but <laughs> still, it it was like a mason jar full of little notes of like. Things he likes about oh me. Oh my gosh! Stuff like that. You guys. And it was like rolled up into a scroll. Like there was a lot of those. That's so cute. So you, did you read them? 
I haven't or, read all of them. Are you it's like, like one a day. Aww. <laughs> Does he like replenish them? No, I don't think so. Okay. She has to replenish of herself. <laughs> self love, <laughs> self love, self care. Yeah, twenty twenty. <laughs> what about you, May? Oh, I I went into DC too. Um, well, I went into DC for work, and then um, my boyfriend just met me there, and we went to a nearby restaurant. It was like a a bowling lounge and bar kind of thing, and we just had like a few drinks and like oysters for the first time, which I've never had before. So it was it was really interesting to like slurp them out of the shell (laughs) and then after that we like walked um to a nearby like it's called the union market and they have a bunch of different food stalls like a food hall but we were full so we just like walked around and then it was really cold so we went back oh is it indoors or yeah the market's indoors but like to get there we had to walk a bit and it was Mm -hmm. still cold um so we just went back to his place and watched avatar (laughs) wow (laughs) yeah it was um nice because we finally started book two so Oh, yeah, into the earth bending. Yeah. How'd you like the first one? <laughs> the first book was really good. Well, this is my first time ever watching Avatar, so it's like everything's brand new to me. Um, I liked it. It took a while for me to get into it, but like now that I'm into it, I'm invested. Like anytime we have free time or don't know what to do, we're like, let's just watch Avatar. Where do you watch Avatar on? Oh, so for his. For our anniversary? For oh, the birthday? DVD thingy. Yeah. Uh-huh. For his birthday, I got him a Blu ray DVD, like collect like the whole set wow because he said it's like his favorite childhood show but he didn't have it in any form and it's like hard mm-hmm. to find online so yeah. i just got him the physical set and then he has to take out his like um xbox player <laughs> plug it in so he can like watch it but it's nice mm-hmm. it's nice to watch. it's kind of like a it was like a present for me too it's nice to have a physical form mm-hmm. yeah and that way it's like, like all together all as one and like you don't have to like search for yeah online. but yeah that was our we didn't really do presents this year which was I think our present is going to be spring break, like, mm. presents to each yeah. other where we're mm-hmm. going I mean, to New York. I mean, quality time is, yeah. like, a yeah. present. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so we bought, like, uh, tickets for a Broadway play for each other, <gasps> oh. so we're going to go see it. What Broadway play? Yeah. Uh, it's called The Book of Mormon. Have you ever heard of it? I think so. I've heard of it. It's, like, a, a classic, like, musical. It's supposed to be funny. I don't know. Everything else is kind of expensive. <laughs> so. <laughs> you just bought the cheapest one? <laughs> well, you bought those $3 chocolates, so. Wait, truffles? Truffles, yeah, but they're good. <laughs> but anyways, we love a good. Bargain. I heard that if uh, you wait till the day of the sh- the place, you mm. can pick like the the scavenge scavenge the seats that no one bought, and you can get it for pretty cheap. Yeah, but maybe but we'll I've s- never tried it. Myself. That's like a risk. Yeah, we're already there. Yeah. But we are already there, so maybe we could like we could try I- that. I really want to see Hamilton or uh, the Lion King, mm. but. Yeah, those are really popular. I saw School of Rock one, one time, and it was really good. Really? This is the only play I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I've never been to a Broadway play, so I'm yeah. kind of just excited just to go to one. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Patron of the arts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it sounds yeah. like we had a really love-filled day, weekend. <laughs> Ew. Okay. That was really cheesy for me to say, but I, I don't know. I like Valentine's Day. I miss in like elementary school when we would like write Valentine's yeah, for people in our so class. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> it's the time to move along. Long Speaking of being to our... patrons of the arts. Yeah, page... wait, that's such a better transition. <laughs> being patrons of the arts, let's talk about our main topic today, which is Asian or Asian Americans on screen. For this episode, we're gonna stick with like the big screen, like Hollywood. And also maybe some shows, maybe get into some YouTube shows. Yeah. We'll see where this mm-hmm. goes. But mostly we're going to talk about movies because if you paid attention to social if media. In a, <laughs> if you live anywhere that's not under a rock. Right. If you were under a rock, 
last Sunday you would have known that um, Parasite, uh, a Korean film, uh, won four Oscars and it made history by being the first foreign film um, mm-hmm. movie to win the best picture in Oscars. So it was a really big deal. Everyone mm-hmm. was talking about it and all three of us have Mm-hmm. Yeah, all three of us have seen the movie yeah. so we wanted to use that as like a jumping off point to like start talking about movies so maybe some reactions to it like did you guys think it was gonna win and what did you think about the movie overall i feel like the reception kind of showed how hard it is for asians to be still accepted in american media because i remember seeing like interviews asking them about like what it's like in america very like america centric mm-hmm. and then them like saying their names kind of weird like Bang Dong Ho or yeah, whatever. Yeah, they're not so. pronouncing names. And yeah, stuff. yeah. What do you think, Sally? Um, I've seen. I've been seeing comments about people who like don't think it should have won. They're like, like people don't. They don't even speak English. Like, how can it win? Or blah mm-hmm. blah blah. But on the other side, um, there's a lot of like it like brought the community together. So mm-hmm. like everyone was like cheering for it and stuff. But this like, this really shows how little that little exposure that foreign films have in like the bigger scene of like Mm -hmm. movies because there's so many different like there's so many other like uh, foreign films that are like also really good and that also probably deserve the oscars but they've never even been in the spotlight Mm -hmm. um before right like this is um this is a big moment but it's like a drop in a bucket kind of thing and I didn't actually watch any of the Oscars, so I didn't see his speech in person or anything, but I read something. There's, like, a little quote, and I'm probably misquoting it, but he said something like, um, uh, like, thank you. Uh, and then he talked about, like, the, the Oscars being, like, the local award show. <laughs> and, like, other people were, like, film critics from America and stuff like that were kind of, like, miffed, like, local award show? What do you mean? Like, this is mm. the biggest award show? But really, it's just a award show yeah. for America. Yeah. So, like... Uh, it's local the, to America. Yeah, it's yeah. local to America. So, uh, like Sally was saying, there's a bunch of other films elsewhere, and even in America itself, that like mm-hmm. aren't being recognized. So, like, this is a good first step, mm-hmm. and it's on mass media. Like, a lot of people watch the Oscars, but like, there's way more to go. I'd say. Yeah, there yeah. was that thing about like subtitles too, about mm-hmm. how people should shouldn't use that as like a barrier to watching uh-huh. foreign films, and also like people who are deaf obviously like are reading subtitles and we need like closed captions on things like that mm-hmm. so i guess bringing that into awareness because i've noticed like american people on social media are like why should i take the time to read or yeah just stuff mm-hmm. like that because watching foreign films can be really like rewarding yeah. and they're really fun and so. they can open up your world to like so many different things mm-hmm. like why would you limit yourself to just english things when you could be reading subtitles and like it's there's like so many different cultures that you can learn about through subtitles mm-hmm. i don't know just the person yeah there was there was all that controversy surrounding it but they won for oscars so now there's it's almost like it's forcing people to, to pay attention, pay attention yeah. now um hopefully that'll carry on to like next year and the years after but um what do you guys think of the movie the plot itself honestly when i was watching a movie i didn't i didn't think that it would like come this far like i thought it was a good movie of course but like it wasn't like the best movie i've ever seen like Mm -hmm. i didn't think that it would have gotten an oscar back when i was watching it Mm -hmm. but i think a lot of like the hype from social Mm -hmm. media and stuff really helped boost it i think a lot of people were surprised that it won oscars like not mm-hmm. even like just like random people but mm-hmm. like film credits and stuff like that like it was a good movie and mm-hmm. it had a good message but yeah i kind of agree i thought um it's a good like movie for social commentary mm-hmm. but yeah. if we're 
I know you shouldn't compare movies like that, but like if you're comparing movies with social commentary, mm-hmm. I thought Get Out was better. Mm-hmm. Like that style. Was, that was last year. Yeah, it was a few yeah. years ago, right? Where yeah. it's like um, that same like um, like thriller kind of mm-hmm. where there's like a twist and it has social commentary. Mm-hmm. If we're comparing those genres, then I thought it was better, but I liked Parasite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the commentary about like capitalism was also interesting because as it won the Oscars, all these like billionaires were like, oh, I love Parasite, <laughs> mm-hmm. but... Like, do they really get the message or mm-hmm. are they, like, actually, like, critiquing themselves and stuff mm-hmm. like that? Because we know the Oscars was full of, like, obviously like, really rich people. Like, did they really, like, co- like comprehending the message? Um, which kind of made it, like, a barrier for, mm-hmm. I guess, people to like the movie mm-hmm. that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess one of the, also one of the reasons why I didn't, like, really think about this film as, like, in such a high regard, regard I guess, <laughs> is a lot of Korean film... Um, have this same theme in their mm. like it's a very popular theme in Korean film so mm. I've seen like a lot of Korean movies that are like or even dramas too that are like related to the like different classism and stuff yeah. like that but they're like so, over yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. I think it's just like I said before, a drop in the bucket I guess. yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. The, this audience was maybe it was a good timing for it and mm-hmm. like everyone liked it but like there's way more we could talk about way more to watch yeah but yeah, I mean, I'm happy for, like, the Asian slash Asian American community mm-hmm. for this win. I feel like some people, or, like, a lot of people in the community are, like, celebrating it as, like, if they can do it, then we can do yeah. it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for that part, like, yeah, I'm really proud of it. Yeah, I saw yeah. a thread online about this, like, film professor who are talking to people who liked Parasite and who want to watch more foreign films. And, like, she made a lot of, like, great recommendations. So there are mm-hmm. people using this as, like, uh jumping off right mm-hmm. just yeah. like yeah. how crazy asians did like a few years ago crazy asians. crazy rich asians <laughs> did a few years ago it can be like the thing that sparks interest for someone yeah. where they go further or they're like oh like it's also to me like finally like crazy rich asians was like the start but instead of just ending after like a year or so like mm-hmm. we're still seeing there's a follow-up yeah, yeah there's still more happening which is good like it's, it's not dying it's pretty cool because just imagine the possibilities like Next year and then a year after mm-hmm. that is just going to be like more Asian representation in media. Yeah, it's I good. mean, they pro- the parasite people probably didn't really intend their yeah. movie to be like Asian American, but for us and like the pan Asian mm-hmm. identity, it's nice mm-hmm. that we can see it as like representation for ourselves, even though it is like a foreign film. Mm-hmm. But there was another film that would have like the foreign like mm-hmm. controversy. The yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Do so you want to say farewell, more? Um, it was written by an Asian American, Chinese American, right? Yeah, I forgot her name, but she wrote it, and then it was directed. Um, it stars Aquafina, mm-hmm. um, who herself um, is a contra- <coughs> sorry is a controversial figure, but um, a lot of people thought um, that it shouldn't have had that title as a foreign film because even though it's like basically all in Chinese and it has subtitles, um, it was still about an. A truly Asian American story mm-hmm. and it was based on a true story so there was a lot of controversy about that label and then how um, film critics or uh, film academies like the academy uses that label to like, like limit yeah. and dismiss it and like say this is the part that can go kind of mm-hmm. thing um, or like why put that label on it and then you're saying that the Asian American story is foreign in a way mm-hmm. you're so, like a forever foreigner yeah, stereotype that, that whole stereotype um, yeah. But that was another movie that it wasn't even nominated for an Oscar. Was it because it was like uh, independent? I don't know. I don't know the reason why, yeah. but it was nominated for um, a 
Emmy. Wait, Emmy? It was something else. It was a different <laughs> award show earlier yeah. where, like, Aquafina was getting a lot of praise for it and, like, people recognized it, but like, it didn't get anything for the Oscars, mm. like, a nomination. But I liked that movie a lot. Mm-hmm. And I wish Sally would watch it so we could <laughs> fully like talk about movies. it. But it's like not sad. sad. It's just very sentimental. Like, it's, like, introspective. Mm-hmm. I don't like yeah. having feelings. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should watch it to unlock those feelings. <laughs> but... Yeah, it's, like, very um, tied about family. It's all about family, Mm -hmm. which is unique, I guess, in some ways, where it's, like, there's no romance angle to it. Yeah, it's not focused on, like, action and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, like, people don't really depict conversations with, Mm -hmm. like, elders. I feel like in Hollywood, there's not a lot of old people in general. Mm -hmm. And, like, the grandma on the show really, like, was the highlight. She was so good. So, I guess... That was also a good represent- representation to have that like intergenerational mm-hmm. story because the conflict between like her like Aquafina and the parents and like the grandparents mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. It was really and good. All the and I think we talked about how before Crazy Rich Asians like we liked it and what it stood for, but in terms of like relatability, it's not that high for us because mm-hmm. it's about Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like movies like The Farewell um, really like. Is relatable in ways that how Asian Americans interact with their family members every day kind of vibe. It's like, as Linda says, mm. a very slice of life yeah. film. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, kind of disappointing that it wasn't nominated for anything. But again, that like that doesn't mean it's not valued mm-hmm. or valuable for the community. Yeah, because yeah, I think we had a screening here for mm-hmm. for campus. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. people a lot it. of people showed up for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people cried while watching Aww. it. <laughs> but we can, you can add it to your list. Yeah, to I'll watch. add it. I'll watch it eventually. I'll mm-hmm. let you know what I think. Yeah. Um, what yeah. other movies can we talk about? So, j- just this week. Yeah, for we can't Valentine's not talk about Day, it. Uh, to All the Boys, P.S. I Still Love You, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Um, just came out this week. A sequel to... A sequel to To All the oh, Boys I Love, I love, I love Before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> starring uh, Lana, Lana Connor. Um, Noah and... Centipede. <laughs> <laughs> Noah Centipede. I don't and even John know his last name. I don't know. His jo- John Fisher. Wait, yeah, Josh Fisher. Josh, Josh Fisher was John Ambrose. John yeah. Ambrose Fisher. No, Fisher is the name of the actual actor. <laughs> yeah. I forgot his last name. It's like John or something. Okay. Fisher is his last name. J Fisher. Okay, J dot <laughs> Fisher. <laughs> and then uh, Noah Centineo, not Centipede. Yeah. And then Lana Condor. Standing up for your man. Okay, I don't know why. Are you team? Oh team. <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's let's first of all, team John or team Peter? I okay. I already told you guys. I am team Peter based on the Peter from the books, and I'm team John based on the John from the movies. So if you guys didn't know, um, to all the boys, it's a trilogy. Um, that were first books. It was a book trilogy by Johnny Han, mm. uh, and then it's been made into a movie. All right, so series. explain why Peter is so good in the books. Okay, so I think Sorry, the fight. Because <laughs> Sally, what are you? Team John and Linda. Also team John. Okay, so yeah. I have to defend team my intellectual. <laughs> okay, yeah, as but... an elect- intellectual okay. myself. If you were intellectuals, you would read the book. That's true. No, that is Peter. If you were, it hurts. <laughs> The thing is, is that Peter in the book, well, the books, like like any series, the books are better than the movie because mm-hmm. the books give you time to, like, see mm-hmm. a relationship develop. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's, like, way more flushed out in the books, mm-hmm. which makes sense, right? Because you have more time. Mm-hmm. And so they talk more about how they related based on, like, not having a parent. Mm-hmm. They're both, like, a single parent family. And they relate on, like, 
little things he does for her, like, how their relationship actually grows. <laughs> well, I feel in, like, the movie, it moves so fast. And at first, in the first movie, it's about their fake relationship. Oh, spoiler alert. It's about their <laughs> fake relationship. And then in the second movie, it's about, like, them getting into a fight. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think it's way more flushed out in the books. And Peter is just more caring. A more developed character. Yeah, he's a books. more developed character. Yeah. I think they really, the movies, as great as they are, they really play off of stereotypes a lot. Of, like, the jock mm. stereotypes. Is he still and, a like, jock in the book? He is. He's a jock in the book. But he has a much more, like, developed Devel- personality. Mm-hmm. And then I think the reason why you guys like um, John Ambrose so much in the movies is because we see their relationship develop and we see how they are like so similar. Mm-hmm. They're both like kind of introverts. They don't like parties and that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. So they, they seem like they belong together. So I get that and I felt that in the movie. But in mm-hmm. the books, he's kind of just like, he appears kind of and uh, so it's like switch. Almost. I, I mean, he's still developed in the book. Like John Ambrose is still a good character. But you just like Peter a lot more, I think. Mm-hmm. Like he's a much more likable character in the book, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that has to do with the actor mm-hmm. or no centipede. <laughs> See, it's interesting because I think when the movie first came out, everyone was behind him, right? Like everyone loved him. He was like this new, the uh, teen heartthrob. Yeah. But then something happened, like on Twitter or something, where like what happened? I don't know. People just don't like him anymore. I think they realized that his head is the same like width as his neck. <laughs> Like, he has no neck. Have you seen him? I mean... You know how he has a neck on screen? You know how people have cankles? Oh my gosh. He has, like, a A a neck on You're all so rude. (laughs) Okay, why don't you like him, then? He just wasn't a good character in the second movie. In the first movie, he was okay. Like, he was still, like, like, that typical jock Mm -hmm. sometimes, but, like, you could tell that sometimes he was, like, a soft-hearted boy. Mm-hmm. But then in the second movie, I mean, there were some times he when... He lied to her. Yeah, he lied to her, mm-hmm. and, like, he was just, like, not very care. He didn't show to... He didn't seem to be very caring. When he took that last piece of pizza? Yeah. Am I right? And <laughs> when he took the locket back, even though she didn't ask him to have it oh, back. Oh, yeah, yeah, that scene was so sad. I was sad. like, why? Oh. <sighs> On another note, though, let's talk about Ross Butler in that movie. Oh, oh that random friend. Okay. Okay, don't call I, random. He's not... Ross is not random. He's not random. <laughs> okay, what was okay. his name in the movie? Why did they not Trevor. develop his character more as an Asian American man? He I had no character. I think really that this movie's like they make it so like um easy, like mm-hmm. digestible and it's like so the white have, man gets the girl. They have to like cut everyone's mm-hmm. like character yeah. development. But yeah. Uh, Ross Butler, Sally and I have been big fans of him for a while. Since, what, 13 Reasons Why? 13 Reasons Why, but he was also... What else Riverdale. Was Riverdale. Yeah. He's just like that. He He's like the Asian-American that plays like the white boy character, I guess. Which you would yeah. think they would get a white man to play, but instead it's an Asian-American so playing he did like... Some Wait, was he Asian too. in the book? Huh? In the book? I think he's white in the book. Mm-hmm. He's just like some side character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it's interesting how Russ but- Ross Butler keeps playing these roles that should be or are traditionally white jock like yeah he said in an interview that he picks those roles on purpose to break the stereotype okay that asians oh, can't be, be jocks like jocks and yeah stuff like that yeah we could be dumb like, jocks too <laughs> <laughs> well he's like he doesn't want to be like the stereotypical no, asian nerd i mean so. that's true and he definitely has like the body to be a jock mm-hmm. so yeah yeah i mean going back to like representation i think i was so surprised to hear blackpink Coming oh on. yeah, yeah. I was so happy when that came mm-hmm. on. Oh, but then they cut out the Korean parts. So they did. Like, 
Yeah, they only they only play that's called the love, bum, 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 and then they cut out the all the Korean. So I think I I appreciated like all the little touches, which is why I like the book series and this whole series in general. Because, and the first book when he gave her like the the, the yakult, yakult. Yeah. oh yeah, that was or cute. they like talk about like the little traditions that they mm-hmm. have in their family, or when they, she wore the, the humble uh, yeah. or the little lanterns. It was like little mm-hmm. that was things. Cute. I wish they did the lantern scene for longer. Yeah, I thought it was, was gonna cute. be longer, but in the book. The reason why I got so into it was because it's a normal, air quotes, family, American family that just, like, happens to be Asian-American. Like, the story isn't mm-hmm. about her being Asian-American, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which sometimes I like to see just, it's like... like, they're normalizing yeah, just being normalizing because mm-hmm. they're not, like, fetishizing or exoticizing it. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. like, a fact of life that she's half Korean. Mm-hmm. Which So I like when they, like, put those little elements in. I wish there were more. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think it's just, like, really cool because it's not, like... Like, there, there's no other plot points. Like, that's not the whole point of it. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Mm. Another thing I noticed was, like, every setting was very, like, opulent. Like, the treehouse mm. that they were in as kids was so, like, intricately decorated, which kind of, okay, like... I did not the, expect that. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, their house and the school and, like, the nursing home was so, like... Yeah, why was the nursing home so like that? Yeah. yeah. Well, then again, they're probably in a rich neighborhood because yeah. mm-hmm. her dad's a surgeon or mm-hmm. something. Like it was very, like, pretty yeah. looking, but mm-hmm. it kind of, like, threw me off, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The whole movie, like, even uh, Lana, her, or the act, the character is very just, like, aesthetically appealing. Like, mm-hmm. just, like, everything is very, like, cutesy or very, like, well... Her outfits are really yeah, well yeah. Coordinated. coordinated, decorated, yeah. the... the baked goods yeah like yeah. amazing my cookies always turn out bad <laughs> i don't know why yeah everything is just like almost perfect um which could be like a critique of the movie too yeah. in itself but i don't know i just i, I don't think it needs to be critique because it's like a high school like her wig was not always perfect in this movie i could tell it was a wig in oh the last movie i thought it was her real hair Oh, wait, I didn't even realize it was a wig. Yeah, it's a wig. Her head was so like, big. So big. Yeah. <laughs> she just has a big head. No, but she has short hair. Like, while she was filming, oh, she that's true. hair. That's true. Yeah. But I, I just like seeing, like, one of my favorite movie series, or book series brought to life, so mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So it's a trilogy. It. Do you think there'll be mm-hmm. a third one? Oh, there definitely will be. Oh. I think I think they hype. started f- um, yeah, filming it, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, like, there's so much, especially after the first one, there was so much hype about it, like, mm. on social media and, like, just people watching it in general. Like, Netflix could not not make the movie, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like, like how like they portray, like, the relationship, like, fighting part. Mm, because I feel mm-hmm. like that's a part that's, like, left down a lot mm. of, like, high school, like, YA yeah. story mm-hmm. ties where it's just, like, getting together and then after that is, like, perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they kind of showed, like, her being jealous. I like the part where she, like, got together, not got together, but, like, made up with Jen mm, yeah I yeah. really liked it because it had like nothing to do with like the guys, the guys. Yeah. yeah it was so unexpected too like, yeah I, I thought it was gonna be yeah. uh, like Peter popping up yeah. yeah no that was good yeah, yeah. and I, like what you said about how the relationships are realistic like I like how at the beginning the whole point was like I'm not gonna break I promise not to break your heart mm-hmm. but like in reality you There's know you're yeah. gonna risk upsetting someone or risk like making another person mad or hurting mm-hmm. them and so I liked how at the end she was like even if we do break each other's hearts, like, like let's still be together, kind of thing. This is coming from personal experience, perhaps. Yeah, okay, maybe, <laughs> maybe some of the reasons I like this book so much is because that I relate to the main character a lot. How she mm-hmm. goes through like not being in a relationship at all and like idealizing it, um, and like imagining yeah, that it's with perfect. Falling in love. Yeah, like I love love that sort uh-huh. of thing. Mm-hmm. To realizing that like being in a relationship actually takes work, and it's not going to be perfect. Yeah. So. Yeah, I like this character development, and I think we'll see more 
if they stick to the books. We'll see more in the third movie. This makes me want to watch to read the books now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the I books are really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The characters. Have yeah, it. another like good relationship I saw was in Always Be My Maybe, mm-hmm. um, which was with Smooth Ali Wong and yeah. and the dad from Randall Park. <laughs> Randall Park. He's <laughs> always known as the dad. He is such a dad looking mm-hmm. character. Yeah, though. yeah, but they like played around with, like gender roles. I feel like because mm-hmm. Ali Wong was like a like a career woman. She was like this super good chef, and then a Randall Park was this this like her like high school crush i mm-hmm, think mm-hmm. and then he was just doing air conditioning with his dad like since his mom died spoiler mm-hmm. alert uh, yeah it yeah. was like the first five movies of the movie. that's first true. five minutes yeah yeah well that's like the premise kind of but what did you think yeah i like that movie a lot because i like ali wong in general because she puts herself out there in a way that um defies the asian american stereotype for women where they mm-hmm. have to be passive or mm-hmm. not loud are not raunchy at all, and I feel like Ali Wong is the exact opposite of yeah, all those I really like her character. So even in this, like, her stand-up comedy is so raunchy, it's, like, <laughs> ridiculous, but even in this movie, her personality shows through, which I liked a lot, and I liked how she was the more, mm, I don't know, like, dominant, driven. but, like, driven. Yeah. She was more um, on top of her shit kind mm-hmm. of thing, mm-hmm. character. And she, like, calls him out for yeah, like, she being really afraid did to, like, do the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I really appreciate, and I like that scene a lot, where she wasn't saying that being a musician is bad, that he mm. should be something like, like work a nine to five job or something like that. Yeah. She was just saying that like you should, if you, this is your passion, then you should put everything you have behind it, mm-hmm. and like invest in your passion kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I liked the message overall, yeah. even though it was a little predictable. And the Keanu Reeves part was like a little. Huh? A little like, <laughs> I still haven't gotten to that part, <laughs> Sally. <laughs> so you've started it, you just haven't like finished yeah. it. Yeah, haven't mm. finished it since. Oh, when you get to the Keanu. Reeves part when the music comes in, Linda. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm scared. <laughs> it's a lot. It's like yeah. it kind of like that's where the movie kind of turn takes a mm-hmm. a twist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also that his like girlfriend with the dreads, like the Asian girl. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she was so funny. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just, are you supposed to like like her character or like just? I think she was there for like random comedic comedic effects. Effect. Yeah. yeah, but she was very like hippie kind of it was like a very like specific like niche character mm-hmm. but i feel like they like pull it off in the mm-hmm. in the story and i like it because as we are watching more um like movies with asian american characters in it we are seeing more niche characters or like more specific not just like your standard stereotype characters mm-hmm. which is nice yeah speaking mm-hmm. of which i really like randall park's uh role in the office as jim halpert oh my god <laughs> you had to bring that up shout out to dotson for <laughs> comedy for that. educating oh my gosh i had to show ming this clip because she didn't remember but there was one time when jim became asian and y'all should google that because it's a really good clip when jim became asian from the office <laughs> it's just funny i need to i watched the show but i want to rewatch it it is definitely like it walks the edge on a lot of like stuff <laughs> but yeah Randall Park is just, he pops up in random places. Like, yeah. he's been in, like, Wong Fu. Yeah, Wong Fu. Um, shorts and stuff like that. Um, and, and his Fresh cr- off the boat. Fresh off the yeah. boat, which have That's you guys when he solidified his dad character. Yeah, that's true. Now we can't unsee him yeah. as a dad. Do you guys watch Fresh off the boat? I've seen a few I've episodes. I've seen a few. Like, yeah. the most popular episodes. Mm-hmm. And, and then, when we just went to, like, Easy C, they kept showing that uh, lunch clip. clip yeah. Where um, he, the little the kid. white people lunch. lunch. Yeah, yeah, wants white people lunch and Lunchables. Yeah. But I've seen a few, and I think the critiques about it are fair. 
Where's but the critique? The critique is that, like, it's, like, um, well, the fact that the mom has an accent and Constance doesn't, I've heard that's a critique before, like, where it's, like, why do you have to give her an accent? But then Eddie Like, the Wong, dad doesn't? Yeah. No, it's just, like, the fact that Constance Wu is, like, acting with an accent when, like, she doesn't have it. But, like, her character oh. has an accent, mm-hmm. so. And I think that's what um, the creator, Eddie Wong, mm-hmm. has said, that, like, his mom had an accent when he was growing up, and he's based mm. it off of his life. Yeah. And there's also been, like, critiques about how, it, like, um, like, how it uses, like, urban or black, like, oh, yeah. language, <laughs> that sort of stuff, or, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, just various things, or how it doesn't represent um, people's... I feel like there's always that critique of any Asian-American, like, yeah. show or film where, like, if it doesn't rep- represent you entirely, then people are going to have a problem with it, mm-hmm. or... Um, how it's called fresh off the boat, and mm. like that's like, but now it's like not what it means. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. There's like I feel like that show because it was like one of the first after Margaret Cho's um, All American Girl, it received like a lot of heat. Mm. Yeah. So Margaret Cho, um, the comed- comedian, had uh, one of the first shows with an Asian American family on it, mm. but then it got canceled after a few seasons. Um, so this is like fresh off the boat is like the first one in a, like a few years. Mm. Yeah, and it actually is it has a lot of successful, seasons, right? I guess. Yeah. yeah, it's in its last season, right? Like it's season nine. Hassan's Wu was told to you that she has to go oh, yeah. back to the <laughs> yeah. boat. Yeah, it, didn't she get heat for that too? For like, I don't know. I don't know. I think I would be salty too after like doing mm-hmm. this huge Hollywood movie and then mm-hmm. going back to the small screen. Mm-hmm. Or like a role that you've played so many times yeah. that you, in a way, you can't do that much with it because mm-hmm. you're still just like just limited by your like character, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Constance Wu has had a lot of, like, backlash in general, just from her. I don't really know, like, I what's think, happening. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of times people have said that, like, she has such a big role in the community, and, like, she is, like, one of, I'd say the biggest uh, oh, yeah. Asian-American yeah, she was, like, hustlers actress, right? Yeah, yeah, Hustlers. Oh, that was a good movie yeah. we could talk about. We already talked about that. But <laughs> she, like, uh, she doesn't necessarily like speak out speak for, out for mm. um things that are happening or mm. like she's not very politically active but like on social media and stuff yeah just in general like social media you know how like um uh i don't know other actors like other actors like randall park I yeah think, to be honest i don't really know out. a lot of like asian american people in the media who are like politically active kind of or like mainstream i feel like if you're mm. politically active it might separate you from like groups of people like some some of your fans might mm-hmm. think a certain way and then they won't like you mm. after you state your opinion yeah. so they have you to be very careful yeah like appealing to yeah massive. like the price of popularity mm-hmm. yeah i yes. guess that's true yeah yeah i guess that that does happen as you move like say someone who started on like youtube videos like randall park as he mm-hmm. moves up into, like, Hollywood and, like, bigger things, like, I guess. There's more attention. Yeah, so yeah. you can't really speak on things as much mm-hmm. or as much as you want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess that could be said about, like, everyone. Yeah. So there's, like, yeah. a limit to looking towards media for... A role um, model. For role yeah. models or for, like, advice on, like... I think for that, that's stuff. where, like, YouTube comes in for, like, mm-hmm. smaller screen stuff where they can be more critical or mm-hmm. they can... They can really think, like, say what they think in their mind Mm -hmm. and without, like, fearing, I don't know, public criticism as Mm -hmm. much. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't know if you guys had, like, seen Yappy by um, Wong Fu, Mm -hmm. but I think that was a good example of them, like, their production company personally taking a risk in, like, the content they made where it is more, like, 
socially aware kind of content, I guess. Mm -hmm. Or they're trying to say something about it, not just like their same sketch about being a lonely (laughs) single guy. (laughs) It's like something different. Yeah. Um, And so I think people, like YouTubers, have that flexibility, I guess. Because they don't have to like, like have that funding and the backing of like the big yeah. companies mm-hmm. and stuff like that they can do their own thing yeah yeah so like it's, it's good to like support them mm-hmm. yeah support them too but also mm-hmm. when they become big and they get too much support then i don't know it's like a cycle that's hard to figure yeah. out yeah mm-hmm. do you guys remember like watching any asian american or asian like characters on screen when you were younger or seeing any movies about it specifically because i think all i remember was like watching wendy Wu homecoming warrior um on like disney channel when i was younger and it was like so cringy to watch it was like all of their stereotypes about asian american women and being like dragon ladies and then like kung fu all into like one <laughs> oh, yeah. teen movie and it was a lot i i mean i love um brenda song the actress and like it was nice oh, to see. Oh my gosh, she was Wendy Yeah, she's. Yeah, she was the um the actress, and she was like from Sweet Life with Zach and Cody, and I remember being like, "Wow, an Asian girl," kind of thing. But like watching Wendy Wu, it was kind of like, "Uh, okay, I guess this is what mm-hmm. people already think of like Chinese, mm-hmm. um, culture." So like, I now that you brought up Brenda's song, I guess she's like the only one, the only Asian American actress that I saw growing up, and mm-hmm. like on English television so she was on Sweet Life with Zack and Cody mm-hmm. and I did not like her character there because she was so like stuck up yeah such a rich girl like Spoiled. trope yeah yeah but um I guess most of my Asian film or like TV exposure is from this Hong Kong channel called TVB <laughs> where we had like there's a lot of like I don't know if it's called soap operas or like drama like Chinese dramas or mm-hmm. stuff like that so they'll have like a new episode every or I think every day um, of the weekday, and then I'll, like, I'll, I'll be glued to the TV, <laughs> like, every time, like, a certain time of the day, well, my whole family will be around the TV, and we'll go watch this one, like, soap opera that we really liked, and it's, like, really a slice of life base, I guess, yes. there's some, like, more, there's some more, like, career that go talk about forensic science, or, like, <laughs> firefighting, yeah. or, like, pilots, mm. and stuff like that, but, the one that my family and I watched all the time was, like, the slice of life, like, office life drama, <laughs> and I really like that stuff. That's how I learned a lot of my Chinese, actually, is mm. through watching television, yeah. like, all of the culture, too, and, like, slang. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Sally, I never really looked to Asian American media to see representation because I was already consuming, like, mm. Chinese dramas mm-hmm. with my family or, like, on my own time, yeah. and, like, consuming K-pop, anime, manga, sure. like, stuff from the mm-hmm. source i guess one piece. but one piece. one piece also because i feel like asian american media as we know the state of it now i feel like it would never like meet my expectation mm-hmm. i guess so mm-hmm. i never really like was hoping for for anything mm-hmm. um so yeah. but i guess like consuming stuff like k-pop and like people are working hard to give us subtitles and like yeah. subbing anime and if you watch stuff on like Vicky, they have like the comments oh my god the like, comments are so crazy <laughs> and so like so you can feel like you're like watching yeah. it with other people. So there was like that degree of community as well, and also some things like Tumblr. I, yeah. Back in the day, uh, well, I don't know if you guys still use it, but back in the day, I was really big on like Tumblr, and there was mm-hmm. like an anime community. I joined a K-pop community, <laughs> and we just like talk about or yeah, have like discussions. And, <laughs> oh my god! And like talk about um yeah, just like anime characters and stuff like that. 
yeah there's yeah. an appeal in going to the source because sometimes i just want to get closer to that mm-hmm. part of my identity since i feel so removed from it mm-hmm. as like wanting to activate the diaspora. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> so i really didn't watch that much like old like movies i mean i did see like better luck tomorrow for like a class or something i think it was all that I so like it, yeah <laughs> yeah even though it's supposed to be like a milestone or like break some like barriers or something mm-hmm. like it was so as Ming said, yeah, toxically masculine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I think that's that's an interesting perspective of, like, you growing up and being able to uh, go to, like, source uh, material, I guess. Mm-hmm. You'd say more media that is, like, made by Asian creators themselves mm-hmm. instead of being, like, filtered in a way yeah. through, like, America and, like, American how they, like, yeah. see mm-hmm how they view like asian yeah. countries because you're always gonna have stereotypes and mm-hmm. have that filter yeah. when you go through american media but if you go through the source it's like more natural i feel like like mm-hmm. i'm not on edge waiting for like something like mm-hmm. racist yeah. to happen you just i mean there's still a lot of like anti-blackness mm-hmm. and like yeah. racism in asian media so like it's not obviously it's not free from racism but, but yeah. growing up as a kid seeing that you didn't know that back like, then yeah it was, must have been refreshing to yeah. like not see like the same stereotypes over and mm-hmm. over because i feel like growing up i only watched like american uh media and like shows so i was always like waiting for that stereotype or like i was mm-hmm. just excited to see an asian person and so i think that's why if we like talk about like movies that are upcoming or like uh, just movies that we've seen recently i think that's why like asian american representation is so like um important personally to me because i didn't know about those other forms of medias or like mm-hmm. those other um sources that i could have gone to i just had what i had kind yeah. of yeah. so like um now that they're remaking mulan like i'm super excited for it mm-hmm. and because mulan was like my my role <laughs> i don't role know model. my role model but like she she's like a badass yeah, she was asian cool. woman like the trailer mm-hmm. looks really good yeah i'm so excited for it and like uh those little things like that it's nice to have it come back when yeah. i'm older i guess you would say Mm -hmm. but now that i do know about those other sources of media like i've like dipped my toe into like (laughs) mando pot with like gem or like a little tiny bit of like k-pop just through you guys when are you gonna read one piece um (laughs) reading with stefan a bedtime story oh my gosh no he's already so far ahead he's like way beyond he's gotten past like the whale part and everything so Mm. whale part I don't know, he was talking about a whale. <laughs> okay. So maybe I will get into it, but I think yeah. I'm still, like, not hesitant, but, like, it's still It's different. always, like, um, yeah, I understand me. Like, it's, like, it takes a lot to commit to so, to one thing and, like, mm-hmm. invest in it, but once you're in it, you're <laughs> in deep. Yeah. Also, it'll be interesting you see the reception for Mulan, because after, like, the controversy thing, mm-hmm. I haven't seen, like, any, any more like, thing. Yeah. Well, like, the actress um is supposed to be like pro china uh, like um, regarding like the hong kong thing mm-hmm. so as like a western audience with ties like mm. like the american mm-hmm. hong kong china relation yeah. um like western audiences are like like boycotting mm-hmm. um mulan i guess because of like the lead actress's views which is similar to like you but know like wonder woman because the government brainwashed her mm. and like is controlling her or is it because like, is the government backing this show, or what is... I mean, it's, like, a Disney production, mm-hmm. so I don't so think... So it's American-produced? Actually, like, I'm not too sure, but, like, saying, like, government is, like, brainwashing her, I feel like is a bit extreme. She could also just be, like, a Chinese person who's, like, pa- patriotic. 
Uh, I guess it yeah. is. Uh, I think it is an American like produced, um, like studio production movie. Yeah. But I think they wanted to, they wanted to avoid like their own controversy of like, uh, yellow washing people or like bringing mm. on like non off like Chinese Authentic. actors. Yeah. So they went or searched they wanted, for like, a main an act- yeah to... actress. Mm. Um, and like yeah, I've heard that uh, that controversy where she has said that she supports the. Um, police, so... Yeah, something like I don't that. Know. But yeah. it's also, like, um, like, yeah, they have their own... They can be independent and say they, like, stand up against that, but I guess if you want to be an actor or actress mm. in that country, like, where do you have to... Yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, not brainwashed, but, like, if she says that she's not, like, for China, then you don't know, like, she... She, like, she, she could be, be endangered, endangered like, by yeah. the government, so... so. She yeah. has to be careful about what she yeah. says. And it's I like the same thing with like twice as mm. Joey when oh, she was like she said she was Taiwanese. Yeah, she can say like she can like hold the Taiwanese flag really? or something. Yeah, mm. even though she is Taiwanese. It was so sad because they yeah. made her like apologize like some war criminal and yeah. she's like fifteen. Wow. Yeah, wow. but also if you guys remember like Wonder Woman was under like like that kind of scrutiny too because like the actress is Israeli mm. and then like the mm. Israeli like Palestine thing like there was a lot about that so i feel like you can never really like be free mm-hmm. of you can't really say what you want um when you're in such a public public eye yeah. i, I yeah. guess that comes back to the whole conversation we had at the beginning mm-hmm. um where like when you are at that level i guess like yeah. um where it's being produced and watched by so many people like do you lose your voice in a way kind of mm-hmm. like how mm-hmm. maybe constance Wu maybe doesn't speak up because she's protecting her, or she feels like she has to protect her job or herself or or just doesn't want to speak up like that's also another point of that like why do we critique someone for not being like politically active like would we say the same of like a white actress yeah in the same position i don't know yeah because then you have like privilege of being able to speak up and like being able to like risk your job and stuff but mm-hmm. i guess that just goes to say that appreciate representation for the meaning you get out of it but also like be aware of the limitations it has and use their own like critical thinking i guess to i guess find role models that look for you that might not be like prominent people in the community but like mentors you have in your life and stuff like that that can like mm-hmm. relate to you about their experiences yeah yeah like i agree i think it is on you as the audience member to decide what you're willing to watch mm-hmm. or pay to watch or engage in like for mm-hmm. me personally mulan means a lot to me so I'm willing to yeah go ahead yeah. and watch it, but I guess other people would make that own judgment call for themselves, and I mm-hmm. think that's just part of being like a knowledgeable audience member of like yeah. understanding mm-hmm. the controversy and educating yourself about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like in Call Me by Your Name when there like it was a controversy about the age difference and stuff, but mm-hmm. I know a lot of friends who are like LGBT who like they got a lot out mm-hmm. of the movie for like what it was for like yeah. the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Or I guess whatever. just take the movies for what they are, and so as more movies and especially Asian American movies are coming out, maybe you can uh, reflect more on or maybe relate more to these characters and hopefully we'll have a wider variety of characters that we can relate to. Thank you all for listening to this episode. I hope that you got something out of our little reviews on Asian American films and shows that we watch. 
And if you liked what you what you heard, I hope you check out the films that to come, such as Mulan and Shang Chi, and show your support by watching them in theaters, maybe. Okay, so if you like this episode, you can follow us on Instagram at Moving Oolong Pod, and make sure to rate or review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you have any movies that you grew up watching that we didn't have time to touch on, feel free to let us know and share it with us by DMing us or emailing us at movingalong at gmail.com. Until next time. Bye. Bye.